What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Tomatodito Show, and what a show we just witnessed in Chris Ariola versus Andy Ruiz, the Nightmare versus the Destroyer, in what was supposed to be an easy comeback fight for Andy Ruiz. People were expecting the stoppage, uh, some type of a uh, some type of emphatic knockout on behalf of Ruiz with the faded Chris Ariola, the older Chris Ariola, the veteran. He's 40 years old. He's on the back end of his career. Andy Ruiz just needed to get that rust out in the early rounds and take out Chris Ariola when this fight was supposed to happen late last year in 2020. And it was scheduled for, I believe, September. Then it got moved to November. Then it never happened. And people were still upset that this fight was going to happen because Andy Ruiz had just came off of those big fights against Anthony Joshua, fighting the top echelon of the heavyweight division, and all of a sudden going back against a um, a former uh, title contender and uh, and someone who's on the uh, on the down down slope of his career. And Chris Ariola, they thought that was a big step down in competition. So. The critics, the, the critics, of course, were there. The fight finally materialized, and Chris Ariola is game. I've been a big fan of his since the mid two thousands, and uh, and and I'm still a big fan of his. Even in the after the post fight, his commentary is always entertaining. He's just gonna shoot it straight, and uh, and the fight was entertaining. He actually drops Andy Ruiz in the second round, hurts him, wobbles him after Andy Ruiz gets back to his feet. And he's damaging Andy Ruiz, but we saw as the later rounds um, took place, Chris Ariola was more of a one to two punch type fighter. He his instincts weren't there. He had the openings, but he just couldn't throw the punch anymore. He still was landing that overhand right, which every so often it would catch uh, Andy Ruiz. Several times the jab to the nose of Andy Ruiz was was uh, was hurting uh, the destroyer. But Andy Ruiz's boxing started coming maybe about the sixth or seventh round. You started seeing Andy Ruiz breathe really heavy. He was really tired, uh, but he was delivering the punches. The output was one-sided, and, uh, and Andy Ruiz came away with the decision. Chris Ariola displayed himself really, really well for what people thought that he was just a diminished version of himself, uh, a faded version of himself. Yes, he is an older fighter. He is on the back end of his career. He should be calling it here in the next year or so, maybe a couple years still, but he looked good. He looked consistent, except the output wasn't there. He managed to put Andy Ruiz on the ground and managed to hurt him early in the fight, which is where the onslaught usually happens for these heavyweight fights. Andy Ruiz comes away with the victory. Of course, leave it to the judges to dampen the moment, right? Leave it to the judges to just piss on the fans and the fighters on the moment because it was such a great entertaining fight, a heavyweight fight, this throwback style fight that they just went back and forth, back and forth. And it was, it, it was just entertaining when the fight ended. You, you just had a good feeling about the fight that, man, I just, I watched something entertaining and my attention was fully in. I was fully engaged and then leave it to the judges. One of the judges ends up giving a landslide victory to Andy Ruiz as if he was, who knows what the hell he was watching. Just complete disrespect to Chris Ariola's effort. Uh, a 
of course, it constantly happens, right? It constantly happens. So the judging is what, what just destroys and, and takes away from these, uh, these big fights. Ah, what a, what a great heavyweight fight we saw. Chris Ariola drops to 38 and 7. He has 33 knockout wins out of those 38 victories. And out of his seven losses, he's been stopped three times. So he's 38, 7, and 1 now with 33 knockouts. Uh, Andy Ruiz improves to a 34 and 2 record with 22 knockouts and able to stop Chris Ariola. But what an entertaining fight! What an entertaining fight. And because of the judges, the fans start booing at the end and they start booing Andy Ruiz as if it's his fault. And it took away from the moment. It it just, ah, it angers me that it just pisses me off that these judges continuously do stuff like this. And, and the judges did it earlier, not that same night, but it happened earlier elsewhere across the pond during another big heavyweight fight that took place between, uh, Joseph Parker and Derek Chisora. There was also a judge. Two judges see the fight fairly, fairly close within two rounds. One goes to Chisora, one goes to Parker. And then the third judge just gives a landslide victory to Joseph Parker, taking away from Derek Chisora and the effort that he had. Derek Chisora actually drops Joseph Parker within the first few seconds of the opening bell. And and had very, very good rounds through and through. Even then, he was just gassed and leaning forward and just just out of it you know for at the later rounds but it just went to show you the amount of strength and the output that Derek Chisora left he left it all out there and the decision could have very likely gone his way if that third judge would have seen it like that the other two judges were within a round of having called this a draw and within two rounds of having seen it the other way Yet you have somebody calling a landslide by seven or so rounds to Joseph Parker, and it just took away from the moment and the 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 fun uh, in the fight. It was a great showing by both Chisora and Joseph Parker, as as was the case with Andy Ruiz and Chris Ariola. So two big heavyweight fights in one day. Both were super entertaining, and the heavyweight division is at an all-time high, while Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury are having this money disputes and this BS going on between promoters and all this, and they're, the uncertainty whether the fight's going to happen, it's not going to happen. These are the, the division's still going. The division is live and well and at an all-time high. In a week's time, we're going to see... Uh, Frank Sanchez faced Negi Aguilera, uh, Dominican Negi Aguilera, who's faced Chris Ariola in the past and has faced um, some of the best heavyweights out there uh, against up-and-coming Frank Sanchez, a Cuban descent who also trains out of the Canelo, uh, the Canelo camp. He, they're going to be fighting on the undercard of Canelo and uh, and Saunders. So Frank Sanchez, an up-and-coming prospect, I think he's ready. We last saw him in December. I think he's ready to start taking and, and taking on on the who's who of the heavyweights. Maybe a Joe Joyce, um, maybe Daniel Dubois, someone like that would be great for Frank Sanchez. But we'll see. Let's see how he looks against Nagy Aguilera, who is a uh, who is a. Uh, uh, a tried and true veteran of the heavyweight division. He's been in there with some of the biggest names and he's got heavy hands, good punching power on his behalf. We'll see how Frank Sanchez shows, but he improves every single fight and the Canelo team has been benefiting him uh, immensely. So the heavyweight division is alive and well. Andy Ruiz moves on to hopefully a bigger showdown than this one, but what a fun fight he had against Chris Ariola. Wow. Um, 
Joseph Parker moves on. Maybe there'll be a rematch between Parker and Andy Ruiz now that both of them won uh, this past Saturday. Uh, Derek Chisora will move on to another to another big big name fight, I'm sure. Uh, and then look, I keep saying the the heavyweight division is so exciting right now in boxing. We just saw a few weeks back, right? Dillian White against uh, against Pavek and Dave had 24 rounds scheduled between the two between the two fights and. They've only seen, they've only managed to make it to nine rounds in two fights. Dillian White pained Pavekin back by stopping him in the fourth round. Pavekin stopped Dillian White in their first meeting last year in what could have been a fight of the year candidate. Uh, he stops Dillian White in the fifth with that nasty uppercut. Dillian White this time, again, the better boxer of the two, the more active, the more elusive boxer of the two. This time he put the work together uh, and and caught Pavekin and stops Pavekin. So Dillian White is out there as well. Pavekin is still a name game fighter. Uh, Pavekin Ariola would be fun. Pavekin Chisora would be fun. Uh, and Dillian White just continues to to move on up move on up the rankings and he's there. He's the mandatory now. Uh, he's going to be the mandatory for the WBC, if I remember correctly, uh, when that fight happened. But this just happened a few weeks back, maybe a little bit over a month um, when that happened. But let me see. I'm going to bring it up here so I could give you good info at least. But I'm pretty sure it happened in uh, pretty sure it happened in March. So Dillian White now sits at 28 and two with 19 knockouts. Uh, both of the losses he's he's been stopped. And yeah, so it happened at the end of March. March 27th is when he fought Alexander Pavetkin. Pavetkin now sits with three defeats. And uh, wow, I mean the the division is the division is at an all time high right now. The heavyweights are at an all time high. Uh, that last fight was yep the WBC. So they have the uh, the WBC interim version of the heavyweight title, and uh, that's what was on the line. Uh, so Dillian White now holds that title. Dillian White did work with Pavetkin. Uh, now we saw uh, Joseph Parker with Derek Chisora. We see Andy Ruiz against Chris Ariola. Frank Sanchez coming up against Nagy Aguilera. I mean, the division is at an all-time, all-time high right now. Uh, I'm so excited for the heavyweight division, and I'm excited for this past weekend because for the Hispanic fans, for the Mexican-American fans, for the Mexican boxing fans, Andy Ruiz and Chris Ariola delivered. This is a fight that people were criticizing. This is a fight that people did not want to happen. They criticized Andy Ruiz for taking on this type of opposition. And Chris Ariola is a former title contender, similar to Derek Chisora. They've been in there with the best. They're tried and true. Same case with Negi Aguilera, who is now going to be facing an up-and-coming Frank Sanchez, uh, who's making a name for himself. Chris Ariola has been in there with uh, Vitaly Klitschko. Chris Ariola has been in there with Wilder. He's been in there with the best. And he still has it at 40 years of age. It's still there. They say that the punching power is the last thing to leave a boxer. And that is definitely the case as it's proving to be with Chris Ariola. Who knows how much longer we'll have him with us, uh, in the, in the professional ranks of the world heavyweight boxers, but uh, enjoy it. As many more fights as we could get out of Chris Ariola, you know that he's going to be a show to watch. Uh, he's the who's who in the heavyweight division and uh, never made it to that rank. He was the hype. He was the one that we were pushing for as as Hispanics, as Mexican-Americans. He's the one that we were pushing for to reach that pinnacle of becoming the first Mexican-Mexican-American to get a heavyweight title. And he failed in his attempts. Enter Andy Ruiz, who succeeded, and he became... Um, 
what, what Andy Ruiz was looking when he was looking up to Chris Ariola and his attempts. Uh, the tables turned. Andy Ruiz ends up doing what Chris Ariola couldn't uh, in his career. They sparred against each other years back, and now they face off against each other. And if we get this rematch, which they both ended up calling for at the uh, at the conclusion of the fight, the the only winners here are going to be the fans. So enjoy the up and coming Frank Sanchez versus Nagy Aguilera. Look for that fight to take place on the undercard of um, of the Canelo Saunders uh, fight. May 8th. What a way to kick off May. And, and I'm excited. I'm beyond excited for this heavyweight division. Uh, with that said, I'll leave you to it. This is fight week for Canelo and Saunders. So enjoy it. I'm sure it's going to be full of festivities. The Cinco de Mayo weekend, uh, is always filled with a big fight. And May 8th is no exception. Canelo's going to be fighting on it against BJ Saunders, who hands down is the best, the best opposition that Canelo can have at the moment that he can ask for at the moment, uh, in the 168 pound division. So I'll leave you guys with that. Welcome back to the Tomatolito show. It's been a while since I've talked to you all, but I'm back and, uh, and we're going to keep pushing, uh, episodes out your way. Take care of yourselves. Have a good night. <laughs>